Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Gopal. And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way. What up, Leon? What's going on, Magna Gopal? How's everything? Everything is great. So I got something to discuss today. And Uh-oh. This, this actually pulls from... Uh, the last live chat that I did where I had the guests, uh, organizers of the Transylvania Salsa Fest, we talked about imposter syndrome and we talked also about how you can kind of create monsters by giving them, giving people too much praise and now they think that they're better than everybody and how that might impact the way they say yes or no to people and how often they reject people. And I, it reminded me of something And it was an experience I had in Spain at an event many years back. This one guy, I would say he just had bad timing. I was feeling sick. I did stay out every night of that uh, Congress, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, danced all night. But in between, I I had to take breaks because I had a fever and I had a runny nose. And this guy just happened to ask. Was me, that on the Saturday night or Friday night? Which night did you have this actual fever? All night, the whole weekend, man. I was sick. Oh, so Saturday had the- night fever. Friday, yeah, man. This is this is what dates you. Just saying. I don't understand that reference as quickly as it comes to your mind. Yeah, right. So wh- this guy asked to dance and. He just happened to ask at all the times that I actually desperately needed a break or I had already said yes to somebody else. I I needed to go to the bathroom, blow my nose, whatever it was. His timing was off. Now, after this event, this guy made a whole Facebook post about me and talked about how uh, snobby I was and all these things. And that kind of ties into our last episode, episode Um, where we talked about, can you read my mind? This was episode 159. So if anyone wants to go and check that out, that was our last episode. We talked about people who say no, and then people who think that they know that person and the reason why they said no, and they make up their own stories in their head about why they said no, and then go and distribute that story to other people. Or they just think it themselves personally and internalize it and feel a certain way about that person. Well, this guy published that story in his head, and made it seem like I intentionally said no to him. Somebody tagged me or somebody drew my attention to that post rather. And when I looked at it, I was like, who is this person? Like I clicked on the person's profile. I'm like, I do not recognize this person at all. He made it seem as if I did not want to dance with him. As if I remembered him every time he asked and was just, I'm not gonna dance with this guy. When in my head, I did not know who this person was. I did not remember them. He was just another face in the crowd asking for a dance at a time where I could not or did not really feel like dancing and I needed a break. And we never had his conversation, right? He and I never actually talked. I did reply to his post and he never replied back to me. Uh, His wife had actually commented on it saying, how could you, you know, why are you saying this? You know, you saw her dancing with everybody. It couldn't have been just you. A couple of years later. Are they still I, together? I, who knows? Again, don't really know this guy. Could not, you know, pull him out of a lineup if I had to. 
couple of years later, I'm in London at a smaller event. So this event in Spain was a huge event, like thousands of people there. Smaller event, little workshop party after. And he was there. I did not know. I don't know who he is still to this day. Don't really can't put a face to the name. But now I know his name because I remember that post. And in in London, he asked me to dance. We had a great dance. I had time. I was in good health and it was a small event. I could dance with everybody multiple times that night. And after the dance, he goes, oh, you don't remember me. And I was like, am I supposed to? Like, I don't recognize your face. Sorry. And he gave me his name. And as soon as he gave me his name, I was like, oh, you. <laughs> I was like, I remember you. You you were the one who made that post that was really rude and, and unnecessary and mean. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I just thought. And I was like, well, why would you post that? And I was like, it's interesting that you are telling me this now after you asked me to dance. Because if you had told me first, we would have a conversation first. Because if you still felt entitled to dancing with me, trust me, the dance would not happen. And that's what it kind of brings me back to that conversation I had with Carolina and Cotiso in the last uh, monthly live chat on my YouTube channel, which is, you know, if you take rejection really negatively, you almost create the personality and the response in that person that you don't want. So if you wish that they would say yes to you in a nice way, if you wish that they would say yes to you at some point or another, but the way that you take their rejection, you're like really upset about it, talk shit about them, post negative comments about them. Well, if they do remember you, which they most likely don't in the first place. So that's also a you know, huge ego boost to yourself thinking that you're imp that important to be remembered uh, at an event with thousands of people, well, the next time you ask them, if they do remember you, they're not going to want to say yes to you. And they don't have to. So you're telling me you don't remember every single person you dance with? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I mean, how how could you at the end of the day? No, you can't. So my experience is not necessarily the same. I probably had that kind of thing. If I'm on the dance floor, then I'm going to try and dance as much as I can. If I'm off the dance floor, that means I'm looking for a pause. I'm looking to socialize, talk to everybody and, and whatever else. I, I cannot dance from the beginning of the festival or the party to the end. I don't like, to, I don't enjoy that. I enjoy the social aspect of it. So it's right, whether it's dancing on the dance floor or standing on the sides. And that has nothing to do with your age, of course. Ah, shut up. I've always been like that. Old. Anyway, Corella. <laughs> so my situation where I ended up having a conversation like you, I was in this festival. There was actually two ladies that just came back from Cuba. I'm not sure if I've ever told this story on the podcast, but if I have, please send me a message and say, yeah, you've talked about it already and give me another subject. But anyway, these two ladies just come back from Cuba. I guess they, you know, I've never been to Cuba, but they, they must have had, had a great time. They kind of saw me and it's like, okay, we're going to dance with this guy. So I, I could see them coming from a mile away and I would give them a dance and then go about my business. And they both kept coming up again and again to ask me for a dance, one more than the other. One lady asked me five times in one night. We, we were there for basically five days in this festival. She asked me five times in one night. I said, yes. I, you know, I, I got to the point I was making a joke and say, oh, again, 
And she's like, yep. And I'm like, okay, here we go. So by the sixth time she asked me to dance, I said, listen, there are other people here. Let me dance with everybody. I can't spend the whole night dancing with you. And I said it with my usual smile, joking and whatever else. She got mad. She got mad. I didn't pay any attention to it because I went off and danced. Right, and right. I enjoyed the rest of the night. And then the next day I saw her walking past me because we've been having conversations mm. the whole time that we were there. And she walked straight past me. And I'm like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> and I saw her friends and I said, oh, what's happening to your uh, your friend there? And they said, oh, well, I don't know. I think she's mad because you said no to her. And I said, what? Wow. So I pulled her aside. Well, actually in front of her friends, I said, why are you mad? And she said, well, you said no. I said, how many times did I actually dance with you? She said, well, I don't know, maybe five times. I said that I want to dance with other people. You're mad? Why are you mad? And we have, and she could not justify it. She just had this feeling that she should not have been said no to. And then we had this whole conversation. Even her friends were like, yeah, she's, <laughs> when she's not looking, they were giving her the, giving me the, the sign that she's a little bit loopy. In the end, she goes to me, well, just say sorry and hug me. And I said, well, I'll give you the hug, but I'm not sorry. You know? Right. I don't think that you had to hug her either. At the end of the day, even the hug in, in dance, we are very physically connected beyond how we would be connected with the random stranger on the street, for sure. And in, in dance, you don't know the person's name and you're all of a sudden in an embrace. But that's still your personal space. So, no, you do not have to hug it out either, as far as I'm You concerned. know what? Now that I think about it, the way they were hunting me down, I felt like a, a buffalo on the on the safari. And now, exactly. And then all of a sudden, I'm being uh, <laughs> squeezed <laughs> for something that I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. I still don't believe I did anything wrong. And I danced with a hell of a lot of people that week. That's the thing. It's it's almost like the person is making up a story in their head about you. Very similar to what we were talking about last week, but we talked about it in a completely different way. They're making up a story about you in their own head, sticking to that story, never explaining their reasoning to you, changing their entire behavior and attitude towards you. And possibly, like in my case, went and go publicly said it to everybody on Facebook. In your case, went and talked amongst their friends, which is now spreading this reputation about you. And never, like, even though you had that conversation with you, never bothered to bring that up. But then when confronted, all of a sudden, shy down, come up with excuses. Like, if you feel so strongly about what you feel, well, stand up and, and defend it. But you know you're wrong. Even the guy that I talked to, he was like, oh, and he tried to just duck out of that conversation when we were having. I'm like, no, no, no. Where are you going? You what? You don't want to talk like you want you wanted to spend 15 minutes dancing with me, apparently. But you don't want to have this two minute conversation with me. I knew what was going to happen. So I thought, let me just nip it in the bud. The next day we're in the same place. I don't want to be in an uncomfortable position where I'm walking around and have having to not say hello to somebody. I, I would talk to everybody in the festival. So, you know, I, I nipped it in the bud. I knew what would happen. And hopefully, I don't really know. That might be her personality. But for me, 
I don't want any situations like that. I've said no to many people over the years. I try and make sure I dance with as many people as I can because I like the fact that, um, not as I said before, I don't want to dance all night, but I like the meeting people and dancing with people. I I like that connection, but I cannot do it with everybody. And that's the thing too. When you're in that situation, in your case, you already danced with her five times. So you already built some kind of rapport with her, obviously talking, hey, you again, you know, there's this little sense of humor there. And then you have a dance. In my case, that guy who had asked me, I did not remember him. He is unfortunate for his timing of when he asked and that he got three rejections, but it's not because I remembered his face. It's not because I was like, oh, you again, no. I, it wasn't that. It was literally, you're another face. Every song ended with like four people re- extending their hand to dance. And I was like, oh, wait, who was the first person? And then again, every song ended like that. Like this person was faceless to me. And they made it seem like it was a personal rejection. Let me play devil's advocate because I remember now that we're speaking about it, I remember, I'm sure I spoke about this on the podcast and I've definitely told you, I was quite shy when I first started dancing salsa. So I wouldn't dance with that many people. And then it would take me a whole song just to go up and ask somebody to dance. And that, you know, that whole song is... There's things going through my mind. Maybe it's not the right song. Maybe she won't like this. And by the time I ask her, if she was to say no, that would have been like, oh my God, you know? And I, I even had a system. This is so stupid, but I had a system of a, a red card because I think also in London at the time, everybody was dancing with everybody. But if I did get an attitude from somebody after, you know, going up and saying hello to them, I'll give them a yellow card. <laughs> and then if, they did it again, they get a red card, and that's it. I'm not, I don't need to dance with them anymore. That may have been because of me being so timid and maybe an ego thing, but I definitely think now with you, with that situation, there could be something where he has felt some rejection in his life that he hasn't been able to handle. And now you being the subject of his desire when it comes to a dance and you having to having having said that twice may have you know crossed him over the edge who knows what he was going through who who knows but the, and that's the part about this whole situation is those yellow cards and red cards i like the idea of it but it's like you're playing one sport and the other play person is playing a different sport so you're, exactly you know, your rules are not the same as my rules. What you're thinking is something absolutely that you can penalize. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. And that's something we got to keep in mind whenever we're asking somebody is to make sure that we understand, yes, maybe we're coming up with all of this courage and all that stuff. And if we don't even bring that to the table, we don't ask, we don't present our requests like that. If we did, I think, Yeah, there is a possibility you'll get a yes, because now there's compassion involved. But if you presented your request just as would you like to dance? I don't know how much courage it took you. If you all of a sudden came up and said, hey, Magna, I've been wanting to dance with you all night. I see that you're really busy and I've been nervous to ask you. I'm like, I'm even scared right now, but I would really love to dance with you. Maybe I will remember you because now we've had a little bit of time to talk. 
a little bit of a conversation where now I'm like putting together a personality around this person who's asking me versus just me thinking, oh man, another person asking, would you like to dance? Because all the, all, that's all I heard was, would you like to dance? And not even, would you like to dance? Just a hand. Dance, 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 dance. Maybe he was one of those big fishes in a small pond in his town where he's used to going into the club and commanding the dance floor. And then he's like, okay, here we go. Magnus here. Let me just grab her and show her and everybody else how great I am. And then you had to say no with your snotty nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was a snotty person that day. That's definitely true. <laughs> but for a very different, real reason, tangible reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the listeners out there know somebody like that. Whether, you know, they've been hurt from somebody saying no, whatever it is, if they cannot handle rejection and you felt that I'm telling you what to do now, send them a link to this podcast. In fact, it doesn't matter what what they have, what the problem is, just send them this podcast. This, this, it can't hurt, can it? Absolutely. And if you want to find us, take a look at Naked End Counting. You can follow us on our Facebook page and on Instagram at Naked and Counting. And you can find us individually at Mr. Leon Rose and at Magna Gopal. Don't forget to check out Magna's other podcast. She doesn't like to talk about it much, but I'll do it for her. Empowered with Magna. It's a great podcast. Go and check it out. And there you go. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>